Hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up, and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge. You grab the bull by the horns. You find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Jr., Michael and Senior, Jesse Cofield, back with us uh, from the studio in Boston. We had a great show for you guys. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review, five-star rating. Check us out on DraftKings YouTube channel live, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, as well as DraftKingsNetwork.com and Samsung TV+. Plus. We got a lot to get to on a Friday today. Uh, we have Anthony Anderson. He's going right. to stop by yeah. and join us here, actor, comedian. Dane Show host, mm -hmm. talk to us about some stuff he's got coming up with the upcoming NFL season. We've also got Aaron Schatz of FTN who's going to come and help us preview the first bowl weekend of the NFL. But, uh, Dad, you and I were out here in Kansas City yep. getting ready for opening night of the NFL. Thank you to everybody that tuned in to the three-hour live show that we did last night in the pregame. Had a really good time with that. But the one thing we were well, waiting for was the sort of coronation. It felt like what we talked about, the Chiefs fans who hadn't gotten to be here mm -hmm. for the banner unveiling, for the championship that they won before, because it was during COVID, this was Chiefs fans coming out in droves. It was all the red in the parking lot, a college atmosphere at an NFL game. 
And then the ball kicked off and things got a little bit more difficult from there. And all of a sudden we look up and Alliance team that we all picked with the points. Well, yeah, we did. But none of us were brave enough to pick outright. Yeah, yeah. Ends up winning outright 21 to 20 last night in a way that I feel like confused more people than it shocked, maybe. It I, felt more of like confusion than shock at the end of the and, and certainly not confusion on Detroit's part. Detroit feels they're, they're going to have the team this year. I, as we did picks, I picked them to actually be in the – NFC Championship game. And I know it's just week one, but this was what they expected. They came to KC yeah. thinking they were going to win, as every team does. It's not like, you know, I'm talking out of school and the team goes in and they don't think they're going to win. But they looked good and consistent doing it. What, 35 passes, 34 runs. I mean, you as a former offensive player, you, you, that, if you can achieve that every game, I mean, that's, that's Valhalla for an offense to be that balanced. So... From Detroit's side, I thought it was it was an excellent game. But on the Kansas City side, we saw situations where, oh, this is kind of an interesting game. Oh, here they go. Casey's going to be KC now. Uh, they, they get that lead right before halftime. Yeah. Okay, they got the momentum. Okay, here they, because there, there was a one driver went right there up 14 to 7 in the second half. And I said, man, if they put one on the board here and go up 21-7, it's going to be interesting. Next thing you know, we'll get to pick six the other way, and we got a game. So it was the interesting part to me was Kansas City was in situations where we were like, well, this is Patrick Mahomes. Here they go. They're going to get it done. And they didn't, in part, give credit to Detroit's defense, but also no Travis Kelsey became a monster, monster moment in this game because who else was going to step up? Nobody really did. And unfortunately, he even went the other way to a number of drop passes. Yeah, I think the two biggest takeaways I had from the game last night were we talked a lot about post-2011 CBA. The first four games of the season feel like an extended preseason. That felt sloppy for both sides at certain points. You mentioned the Detroit Lions. I thought Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, a lot of times during that game, got away from the things that had made them work. I saw Dan Orlovsky tweet about it. He got a little bit too cute in this game. Right. There was a point midway through the fourth quarter where the Lions had three rushing attempts in the second half, and a game that was close. I bet sometimes it's game script dependent. The touchdown drive that ended up putting them up, they had doubled the amount of rushes right. on that drive than they had in the half prior to that. So it took them a while to level set. But then on the other side, the drops with Kansas, all the issues they had, the execution on offense, Offense, you see Darius Tony drop. No one knew to run on the right, other right. at the mesh point there. We're going to talk about the two players that were both missing from this game in Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. Chris Jones-wise, I don't know what the sample size here says overall. This Chiefs defense only gave up 14 points. Right. One of the t- touchdowns for the Lions was a pick six by Brian Branch. But I know this, Travis Kelsey walks out of this game looking even more like one of the greatest tight ends of all time because without him, this offense really didn't feel like it had an identity it could latch on to. So can understand this, Kansas City and Pat Mahomes, when after they go up 20 to 14, as you mentioned, Detroit gets that drive, 75 yards, excellent drive. They go up 21 to 20, there's seven minutes to go in the game and Kansas City's down by a point. That is like, yeah, okay, if Aaron Rodgers are on the field or Tom Brady or 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 Patrick Mahomes, right. you're like, okay, all the time in too, the world. Too much time. It's the, it's the time. number one meme that we always default to. Too much time. They couldn't do it at that point. And then to boot with, with a couple of minutes to go, they get the ball right around midfield. Now they're basically at midfield with two minutes to go, and they still yeah. couldn't do it. That drive with two minutes to go – 
It was a Kadarius Tony drop, a deep completion callback for a holding penalty, uh, a false start, a Sky Moore drop pass, and fourth and 25. That, I mean, that's not Kansas City. No. I mean, again, drop balls, penalties, fourth and 25. When you're two minutes to go, all you need is a field goal, and you have the ball basically at midfield. You had to be thinking. I mean, even Detroit Lion fans had, and there were plenty of them in the stadium. Yes, there were. And watching going, yes, there were. okay, th- this is not going to be good for us with Mahomes. Mahomes completed the ball to 11 different receivers. You just spread the ball out. As I said, numerous drops. But that, to me, was the most interesting thing of the game, that they had multiple opportunities down by a point where you certainly expected Mahomes to move him down the field, and it didn't get done. All right, go Joe and Golub. We are brought to you by Wrangler, made for the ride of life. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order with promo code GOJO. There's a few things in this that I want to hit. We've touched on some of the ideas here, but let's hear from the man himself, Dan Campbell, victorious head coach of a Lions team that has a lot of expectation, like we talked about yesterday, on their shoulders. But for Dan Campbell, this is exactly what he expected from his team. Now, let me ask you this. Did we expect to win that game? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's exactly what we did. Because we built that f***ing way. And everything we talked about was how it went down. We had to be patient, man. Mm-hmm. Offense, we go all the way down and score. Mm-hmm. Defense, we need a takeaway. We come out at halftime, we get a huge takeaway. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Told you guys we're built for this sh- We can overcome anything as long as you guys just f***ing hang with it. We got a ton to clean up when we get back. But until then... Enjoy this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm proud of you guys. Break it down. Hey, remember this feeling. That wasn't perfect. We stick together. We are built for this boys. We are built for this 2-1-0 next. Let's go. Win on three. One, two, three. Win. I saw Dominique Foxworth, former NFL defensive back, tweet this. And, Dad, you can speak to this, especially knowing the makeup of your team. Dominic tweeted, that flight home is going to be so fun and so drunk for that Lions team. Without a doubt. I mean, uh, again, a lot of people said it would be closer than they thought, uh, but not a lot of people went out on a limb to pick uh, Detroit. We didn't. And you're right. I mean, and the one line you heard from Dan Campbell, you're going to hear from every single coach, no matter what, win or lose this week. We got a lot of blank to clean up. Because as you mentioned, with the preseason the way it is, these first few games are watch these teams in weeks five, six, seven, ten. They're going to be a lot different team. That's when you're going to really know what your team is. This Chiefs lost. This isn't what they're going to be. Obviously, they're not because Travis Kelsey is out. They'll be Chris Jones in camp at some point. So they're going to revert back a little bit more to what they were. Uh, but De- Detroit, I mean, they just lived up. I mean, it, it, to to get Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes has played in five, you know, five now, you know, opening game or six now opening yeah. games. He had never going into this game thrown an interception in yeah. the game. He had 20 touchdowns, zero interceptions. And on his resume now, it will show interception. When that ball yeah. would not have hit Kadarius Tony, when every New York Giant fan was going, yeah, see, yeah. see, see, we'll see what we're talking about here. I mean, Patrick couldn't have placed the ball any better. Threw his hands off his shoulder pads. Brian Branch, the rookie from Alabama, had to be going, thank you very much. Yeah, this is the easiest interception of your career. Incredible. Yeah, but it goes against Mahomes when it had nothing to do with Mahomes on that one. So that that's his first interception ever in a season opener. So both teams a lot to clean up. I, I don't know how much I'll question Kansas City is, but when you're missing your second and third best player, they're going to be back. But – 
Kelsey can't do it alone, even though last year, what did he have, 110 or 100 some receptions? And next the closest was, was Juju Smith-Schuster with yeah. 78. But he's gone as well. So they are going to need to see what other receiver is going to step up. And so far, it's zero. None stepped up. And they stepped up more, unfortunately, with, with drop passes than anything else. So that part of it, something is going to have to materialize there. Just putting a bow on the Lions portion of things here, because I do want to give them credit before yes. we look at the rest of the Kansas City miscues here and some of the hairy notions from the game. Dad, some of the good that I think came away from Detroit in this game, because it wasn't like they looked like world beaters either exactly. throughout yeah. the life of this game, but areas that we knew we were looking for a step forward from the Lions. I think defensively up front, Abe Hutchinson, man, looked like a dude shot out of a cannon last night. Everyone spent their time talking about Juwan Taylor, a right tackle for the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs, getting out of a stance early, oh being God. hacked up off the ball here, which we went through this last year. We went through a whole offseason of it. They're timing up the snap. The right. referees are supposed to give them some leeway in timing up the snap. That's how this works, and that's why that wasn't called. If you want to beef with him being lined up too far off the ball, which is a penalty, your head's got to be breaking the hip of the center – that's a penalty if you're not doing that. They could have called that. They waited till late in the game to call a false start on Right, that. right, right. But I don't want to hear any of that. What I want to hear about is Aiden Hutchinson, who had a career-high six QB pressures in this game, according to ESPN stats and info, on plays where he recorded the first pressure. So it was the first guy through. Right. Mahomes was two of six with two throwaways on those plays. Aiden Hutchinson last night was what you need on a defense. You need someone to be the point of the spear. You yeah. need the guy to be the first through the wall. And he looked like that dude in the game last night. So I thought that was big for them. The Brian Branch interception was easy. That's You're going against the lighter receiving yeah. core. But him, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, those guys showed up in the frame a lot, either making big plays, tackling, or making big plays, pass broken up. Yeah, uh, you, uh, what you're saying about Aiden Hutchinson is so true. He's not going to get the sack every time, but he's going to make the quarterback move. And right. Move so much that last night Mahomes, I believe, was the leading rusher in the city because he had to get out of there. But a lot of that was on Aiden, the, the spinning – you know that he is. I mean, he's your double spin. Yeah, he, I was, mean, he was a, a legitimate world dervish, and he was rushing both sides and interior. Yeah. I mean, he was clearly moving all over the place. Yeah. Really, really cool to see. So that was a big plus for them. And and, and the other stat on the Detroit side, it, it's a negative, but it also shows just how good this guy has been over his career. Marvin Jones, the old, as we found out from our yes. buddy Andrew Hawkins, the oldest receiver in the league at thirty three years old. And they were deep in Kansas City territory. He had a catch, and he, and he had the ball knocked out. Good play by yeah. Kansas City, but he fumbled the ball. He's been in the league 12 years. It was the first fumble in his career. He had gone 563 touches wow. without a fumble. It was the longest active streak in the NFL. So that guy knew how to secure the ball. It was the first one of his career last night. And it hurt, too. It was deep in the territory for Kansas City. But but an incredible stat for him on, on, on his consistency throughout his career. But you're right. I mean, game one, both teams have a ton to work on. Yeah. But that was a big plus for that uh, Detroit offense. And going back on, on the time, putting a bow on it, it was more Travis Kelsey than Chris Jones. I thought the KC defense did not play bad at all, even though – Detroit split their their plays, like I said, which what you want to do, 35 pass, 34 run, really gives you the, the chance to not let the defense just just hightail it after you. 
when you split 50-50 like that, you, you sometimes you have to react a little more. And in Spagnuolo, he loves to get after it, sure. you know, and, and blitz. So kudos to the offense, even though they did try and get cute for a little bit. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, it was it was very interesting there. A couple other people that tried to get cute. Some of the decision-making at certain points in this game, the Lions start off the game with a punt fake and their own territory yeah. backed up. And then punt from plus territory yeah. later on in the game. There were some head scratchers like there. The Chiefs, my God, that fourth and one where they brought Blake Bell under center and then handed off the Jets. What are you doing? Did we learn nothing from the Philadelphia Eagles last season? You want to talk about overthinking things in game one. And listen, Bears fans, I get it. You don't like the guy. Matt Nagy's not calling plays. No, he's nobody not. else has ever been calling plays exactly. in the history of this. I understand yeah. you want to get your takes off too, but that is what it is. Dad. You're right, though, overall, this boils down to what do we take from this game? The Lions, you look at them and say, all right, this looks like a team that has matured. They're able to win a close game that used to be the thing they always lost. The beginning with Dan right. Campbell was close but no cigar. Now on the road in a raucous environment, they were able to close the deal, albeit against a wounded opponent. And for the Chiefs on the other side, we've got certainly an answer about the importance of Travis Kelsey to this offense and the questions that still remain. Sky Moore, the only receiver without a catch. You mentioned of those 11 players that made a catch for the Chiefs in this game. Kadarius Tony was a nightmare in this game. One receiving yard, negative one rushing yard, and four drops, one of which led to a pick six. But Jesse, as we look, Chris Jones was sitting in the box, yeah. taking in that game and watching a defense that only gave up four points. So it was interesting, but he also had some very interesting company with him in that box. Yeah, so he's watching the game from a suite and Guy Snacks, which is a Kansas City-based snack company, tweeted this out, tweeted out the scene that we took in. So it's Chris Jones sitting with his agents, and they tweeted out, Chris Jones' agents look like they'd play henchmen if Lifetime made mafia movies. And it's so on point, it's so accurate, this photo. It looks like the Wish version of The Sopranos. Yeah, it is absolutely 100% the case there. I don't know if people saw it. And they were like constantly on their phones. They looked like guys that were getting ready to order somebody to get baseball. Yeah, like they're like, they're like calling to make a deal. And like, you got to make me an offer that I can't refuse. You know what I mean? And and what's interesting is it it really is sitting right on either side of them. Like, we got you, man. We're going to take care of you here. Yeah, they look like the Altos. Yeah. And, And it is weird. Listen. Chris Jones is human. He wants a lot of money. He wants a big deal. So I'm sure there are those that are wondering, what's his thought process as he's watching this game? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you what his thought process is. Yep. I want my team to win, but I want my area of the field to not look good. I, I want I want people to say after the game, man, you were missed, but we still won the game. So we kind of get the best of both worlds. Well, they lost the game. And the guy that was missing more, that, that hurt him more with missing, was Travis Kelsey. Yeah. It, it, it really was an incomplete yeah. data set as far as what this means for Chris Jones. Because you and I were both sitting in the press box watching the beginning. And that very first Lions touchdown, when they got down to the red zone. And every third down, we were watching and wondering, all right, if Spags lets him just rush four here, how's that going to go? First touchdown, they rush four down near the goal line. Jared Goff's got time to tick, tick, tick through the formation, yep. wait for his guy to come loose and Amon Ross St. Brown, and then dump that off late with a well-timed ball. And we all looked at each other. Everyone kind of went, right. all right, point in the jar for Chris Jones. Absolutely, yeah. After that, the rest of the game, though, we saw plenty of spots where, all right, 
The pressure did get home. Spags, who we know, is one to want to use the blitz, was able to get home with that, was able to disrupt Jared Goff and get some hits on the quarterback. And so the bottom line is, if you give up 14 points in a football game, that is a defense, especially in this modern era, hey, that's, that's, that's a, win. a win for you. That's a win, and especially, even though it is week one, against an offense that last year was such a high-powered yeah. offense and put up a lot of points. So more of a win for Kansas City, even though they didn't get into the box score, that defense holding the 14 points. Yeah, so uh, again, Travis Kelsey looks like a world beater. Chris Jones is missed, but we're still not quite sure how much. I don't think it sways much. No, he's going to get out there at one point. He will actually, absolutely. But coming up next, we got Anthony Anderson in a little bit there. And a look ahead at the college picks coming up this weekend. Next time, Golden Dojo. Go. Brought to you by Wrangler. Jeans, shirts, and jackets made for the ride of life. Be ready for those cooler days and longer nights in styles that keep you warm and keep you comfortable, moving, and looking great no matter where you are. You can wear Wrangler jeans literally anywhere, at work, out at night, playing a pickup game with friends, or at home, watching the game on TV. They're that comfortable and that durable. And there's a Wrangler shirt for every occasion, casual tees, snaps and button-ups, or layer them together for a little of both. And don't forget the iconic Wrangler jackets. When the weather starts to chill and you need to venture out, Wrangler will keep you ready for anything. Add some Wrangler to your getup with jeans, shirts, and jackets that look great, fit great, and move great, so you're always ready for whatever life throws at you. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order when you use the promo code GOJO15. Wrangler, for the ride of life. All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. I'm Jesse Cofield. The guys, by the way, are still in Kansas City after their awesome live show that went down yesterday. So we welcomed the NFL back with open arms. We were so excited. What a game to start the season. But we still have a lot of action going down in week two college football. The top five teams will all be in action. So we got Georgia hosting Ball State. Michigan hosts UNLV. Bama and number 11 Texas in a much anticipated matchup. You're going to be calling that one, Gojo. Going to be cool. Uh, Florida State, after that big win over LSU, going to host Southern Miss. And number five, Ohio State, hosting Youngstown State. So this is just the tip of the iceberg, guys, when it comes to college football this weekend. So let's bring in Gojo and Golik for their Modelo College Football Weekend Preview, brought to you by Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Thank you, Jesse. Uh, yeah, it's it's dead. I think a much more enticing slate of games yeah, coming up yeah, this weekend yeah. in week two than we got week one. So the fighters are all going to be very happy because they've got better opponents this weekend. 
We have got really interesting, compelling anxiety matchups like Texas A&M and Miami, where I don't know if anyone's going to feel great on the other side of that, but someone's going to feel really bad. I do know that. And so I'm excited to watch the anxiety bowl play out there. Dad, we've got three really good games, though, that we're looking forward to this weekend. Let's start off with Texas at Alabama. I'm calling this right. game, so I can't make a pick. Right. We're going to make picks in all these games against the spread. But this is the matchup of the weekend. College game day is going to be down there. And a rematch of a game last year where we thought we were going to see right. Texas really fully become back. Quinn Ewers, the quarterback who's going to be starting again for them this year, got hurt at the end of the first quarter in that game. And things got kind of hairy from there. Late game heroics from Bryce Young, who is no longer there. Dad, Alabama, a seven-point favorite in this game. What do you expect to see here? What do you want to see early in this season from this Texas team going on the road to, listen, one of the best environments in college football in Titletown? And listen, last year, we, we talked about this last week. Last year, they have a one-point loss at Texas, but you think, okay, they're hanging with the yeah. big boys here. Their season went on to not go well. So you thought, okay, that didn't go how we thought. But when are they reaching the next level? You know, is Texas back? Is the U is the U back? We're always wondering, is somebody back? They have to win this game. It, it, it can't. We're, we're past the point for them of trying to get better. Sark's got to pull this win off to say, okay, now we belong back up with the big boys again. So Quinn Ewers obviously getting hurt last year. They maybe could have won that game, could have been a little different. So we'll see that we'll see this year. You can't tell much from the first games. Jalen Milrow, the kid from Alabama. Threw the ball. I don't need to throw the ball 18 times against Middle Tennessee State. Easy win there. Ran the ball pretty well. But you really couldn't get a feel for what they were or or how good they're going to be. So in picking this game and still not knowing the true evaluation of both teams, it's tough for me to go against Alabama. I know. And and it's more than a short touchdown. That's the thing. Alabama to win for sure. The full touchdown, I don't know if I can give it. And I'm not basing it so much on the one-point game last year. Just I'm not sure where these teams are. Yeah. So I I think even though Texas is traveling to Tuscaloosa, I take Bama, but I'm going to take the points. I think it's going to be close again. I I think that's the one thing is you looked at Alabama, and they looked like a team that was just kind of still feeling out some things, right? They were throwing jabs in that game, and they landed because it was them against Middle Tennessee. Taylor Milrow throws for three touchdowns, runs for two, becomes the first Alabama quarterback to do that, which is saying something given what the Alabama quarterback room has been like in recent years. But – you know, they're trying to figure out, hey, this is a roster that's, you know, got a ton of tight ends on it. Right. That we know Tommy Reese, yeah. offensive coordinator that was with Notre Dame for a while, loves to make use of those big bodies. We've seen them spread things out so much in recent years. This Texas team, though, a lot more sure identity, especially on offense, who right. they were. It's going to be up to a guy like Quinn Ewers to see what that ceiling looks like because for them, Xavier Worthy, who was one of the best wide receivers in college football last year, definitely in the Big 12. You've got an offensive line that returned all five starters for the first time in 30 years at Texas that they brought back that full slab. The running back room we know is going through some turnover right now, but in general, Sarkon offense, finished product defensively. They've got plenty of dudes over there. Jalen Ford, their linebacker, is a stud. So I, I, I do really think this is going to be a very close game because Alabama's got a ton of talent that they're working through trying to figure out. And because Texas has a ton of talent that is a little bit more sure of who it is, it just needs the quarterback to go and back it up. They need to win, though, right? I mean, again, last year it's a one-point loss. Your quarterback got hurt, and the thought was, okay, we're getting there. 
Now to be there, they're going to have and and to and listen. It's no small task to be bad on the road. Yes. So that, that the expectation might still be a little too high, but I think it's going to be a pretty close game. Uh, yeah, I would I would definitely say I think this one's going to be close. I'd expect there to to be a good bit of fireworks on this based on the coordinators on both sides. Very excited to watch that one. Dad, let's look to the next game here. This one near and dear to us. Notre Dame heading on the road for its first real test of the year. And outside of our interest, I think that's why it's interesting. Notre Dame up to the top 10 right. in the recent yeah. AP poll. Seven and a half point favorites on the road against their first real test. You know, we had a Navy to start the season. We had Tennessee State last week at home for Notre Dame. This one going to be interesting. Scattered thunderstorms in the report here for a noon kickoff there. Shades of the 2016 yeah, oh gosh, yeah. between these two teams where Notre Dame threw the ball about 50, 11 times. But then you've got, uh, you know, unstoppable force meets immovable object. Uh, you've got North Carolina State has won 16 of their last 17 at home and haven't lost a non-con home game since 2013. You can debate if Notre Dame is non-conference or not, ACC fans. Notre Dame has won 28 straight regular season ACC games this weekend. Dad, what do you want to see from Notre Dame in this matchup if more people are going to start buying into what Sam Hartman Well, two things. I mean, North Carolina State, they, they, they beat UConn uh, uh, and – and a less than stellar performance. Oh, exactly right. They ran for over 200 yards, so they're going to test Notre Dame's run defense, sure. I believe. That's where they want to go. Brennan Armstrong, you know, was 17 and 26, but but didn't didn't throw for a ton of yards. So they, they were About 150 yards. Yeah, they were really pushing it down the field. Led the team in rushing. He did. They're, they're going to want to live on the run. So they ran for over 200 yards, so that's going to test Notre Dame's run defense. And listen, as I said, I'm, I'm out in Ireland with my wife watching Notre Dame play Navy and a short pass by Sam Hartman and, and Notre Dame thinks we've invented the forward pass. We, we were just, we, we did. We were just, just say, you keep yeah. saying that like we did. Yeah. That. We're just rocked up like happy of a passing quarterback. And Sam has looked great. But again, it's Navy and Tennessee State. So this, a North Carolina State, has Peyton Wilson been at North Carolina State for 20 years? Yes. I mean, we have to forget super senior. We need to invent a different category. But the linebacker, he's an incredible linebacker. He's got nicked some. I mean, I called games for him, I think, 10 years ago. Um, so their linebacker core is usually a pretty tough one there. So this is going to be a test for that, a real test for the Notre Dame offense, how they're going to mix the run and the pass, how the passing game goes against a more realistic look of what defenses are going to be as the competition will continue to get better and better. This is what a seven and a half, point seven and a half point spread uh, on the road for Notre Dame. The fear of Notre Dame. Some, I think they're a better team, you know, but something we saw at Tennessee state have a good first drive against Notre Dame. You're like, Oh God, Notre Dame's playing down to the competition a little bit. They've been guilty of that. I'm not going to say that much here because North Carolina state's a good team, but Notre Dame should win this game. And I think they have something to prove to themselves to say, okay, everybody's saying the talent level is growing. We need to be better. So maybe it's, you know, Notre Dame on my heart. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Notre Dame and I'm going to give the points. Yeah. I'm going to do the same. I think this is a game where you have to send a message. I do think a sloppy track, if it ends up being wet, that's advantage Notre Dame because of the bodies they've got up front, right? The depth of the running back room they've got there. And Sam Hartman showed slick track in Ireland. They were also able to get the ball moving through the air some too. Defensively for Notre Dame, it is going to be interesting. Mobile quarterbacks have traditionally given these units problems under Marcus Freeman and Al Golden. And so I'll wait to see how they address that. But NC State's got an identity. Robert and I, their offensive coordinator, was with Brennan for the good years, if people forget that, at Virginia. He went up last year and helped that Syracuse team get off to a great start with Garrett Schrader before Notre Dame helped kind of usher them to the softer part of their schedule. I'm with you on that one. Dad, let's finish up with the game of the weekend here. 
Nebraska on the road to Colorado. Colorado started off, I believe, a seven and a half point dog yeah. before last weekend. Now a three point favorite here. Who do you like? Well, I, I you listen, I'm buying in somewhat to Colorado that they're going to get this win. You believe? I, I, I believe this week. And let's take it week by week. Uh, Nebraska, I mean, losing to Minnesota the way they did coming to the end of that game, it wasn't the prettiest game in the world by either team, uh, but they did only give up 13 points in that game and some of them late. Uh, but just a high-power offense. I don't think we gave Sean Lewis, the old coordinator, enough credit for what he did. But I'm going to go Colorado on this, and I'm going to give the points. Here we go. I'll do the same thing. It feels wrong, but, oh, man, it doesn't feel right to buy into the hype. Coming up next, let's head to Hollywood and talk to Anthony Anderson next here on Go Go Goals. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. I'm Jesse Cofield. The guys are still out in Kansas City after their awesome live show yesterday. So they're doing a bit of a road show. But Anthony Anderson joined the program earlier in the week. So check out the time that they had to sit down with him and discuss everything. All right. So excited to be joined by actor, comedian, game show host. You yes. guys have known him, obviously very familiar with Blackish. Anthony Anderson joining us now here on behalf of Smirnoff and the project he's involved with, which we want to hear all about with the NFL coming up, going to make the opening coin toss <laughs> even more exciting than it already is. But Anthony, just in general, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Uh, Mike Jr. I'm doing well. There yeah, you we, go. That's the way to do it. We, we, we usually go junior and senior or better looking and worse looking, you know, kind of kind of that route. Yeah, so I'm too, I, I do stuff with my son. You do stuff with your son. It's it's interesting how it's how the son always thinks he knows more than the father, isn't it? Uh, it, it is, man. And and, that, and that's what steers them wrong, because they <laughs> they know better than what we do. I mean, how did that go for you, Shoe, on the other foot? I know you just shot a travel show with your mom this summer yeah. and did all that. So did you feel the role reverse there when all of a sudden you start balking at some of the stuff mom had to say? Well, you know what? I taught my mother all that she knows. Uh, and, <laughs> and and enduring this uh, travel show, you know what? Not 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 to uh, get into ageism, but I realized that my mother old woman. I didn't realize that until we took this six-week vacation together. I was like, oh, mama. You are old. You are an old lady setting your ways. Wow. Man. Did you really say that to her, to her face? 
I, I did. I did, uh, senior. See, my, my mother and I, we, we have a special bond. Our bond is more like brother, sister, best friend than, than mother, son. So we uh, we can sit down and have conversations and talk about anything and, and say anything uh, to each other's face. What was the most interesting thing that got said during this series then? You spent, what, six weeks with your mother abroad. Yeah. Say, did, did you just call my mama abroad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because think she you... is abroad from the mean streets of Chicago. Um, but no, I, I think maybe the the, the 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 most egregious thing that, that I told her was that she was she was an old lady. Uh, and I had to tell her that while she was behind the wheel of this convertible Bentley that I got her while we were in in Cannes. And she was literally driving like an old lady. I'm talking about 17 miles an hour. Wow. I mean, maybe that, she just wanted yeah. to show off the whip. That seems what it might have been like. She might have been driving slow so that everybody could take this in. Nah, nah. She was just driving slow because she's <laughs> an old lady. <laughs> Anthony, I I'm wondering, because we all sit and watch at home. Now, you've either been a guest or a guest host on shows like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Gong Show, To Tell the Truth, $100,000 Pyramid, Celebrity Family Feud. We all sit at home. Everybody does. Watches a game show and says, we could do that. When you're there sitting in the chair with the clock running or the pressure on, how much more difficult is that when we all think we can do it sitting at home? You know, it's it's a lot more difficult than what you think it is. You know, at, at home, there's no pressure. At home, we know all the answers. At home, there's no buzzer. There's no, no live audience or whatnot. Um, you know, it's almost like game day. When you get there, you know, you got 60,000 screaming fans and you have to execute. And sometimes you don't execute uh, the way that you want to do. Uh, and, and and that's how it is with uh, with these game shows. But it is a lot of fun. And for the most part, I can say that I've won more of these game shows uh, by myself and with my family than I have lost. Hey, the bottom line is your record. Like you said, in sports and in life, that's all counts the same, and especially in game shows. You mentioned game day. I'm curious because everyone knows you from your roles and your job here as an actor. But what's your relationship with sports been like since you were a kid? Uh, it's, it's been great, man. You know, I grew up in, in Compton, you know, Los Angeles is home. So the Raiders has always been my football team. The Dodgers have always been my baseball team. The Lakers was my team growing up. Uh, and I made that switch to the Clippers and people always ask me why, uh, I really don't have an answer. Uh, <laughs> but I, 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 I cheer for both teams, but a lot of my friends went over to the clips. Uh, and you know, I, I, I just moved over there to start rooting for my friends. The, the one thing over time that that Mike and I have seen is athletes would love to be entertainers and actors and actors and entertainers would love to jump in and be athletes. So if you could go into that role, what would be the sport and position you would have liked to have starred at? Oh, I'll tell you this. Football. I grew up thinking I was going to play for the Dallas Cowboys because that was my dad's team. And uh, I was going to be a running back. Yeah, that, that, that was mine. I thought I was going to play for America's team. Uh, as, as a kid and, and be a running back. When, when did that when did that dream go by the wayside? Uh, one, I'm only 5'10", but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, it's when the fat didn't turn into muscle. Uh, it's when the fat stayed fat and I stayed soft and realized, ah, oh, I can't get hit like this. Let me, let me go into acting. That's a, a problem I've also run into, but now more in my mid-30s than anything, which is really interesting. So it comes in waves. <laughs> What well, about well, it, it, 
It's yeah. hard to go through when you're 13. It's like, yeah. mom, it's not going to get hard. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about shoe on the other foot? Because we see a lot of athletes get acting roles, get to do either smaller parts. Some of them work their way into more, especially with guys owning their own production companies. Now, has there been an athlete that you've seen on set that you've either worked with or watched that you actually thought could act pretty well? Uh, that, that, there are a lot of them, man. Uh, and it's interesting that you bring that up right now. I, I'm working with Vernon Davis uh, here uh, with Smirnoff, you know, on We Do Game Days. Uh, so that that's who I've been working with for the last year since Super Bowl last year. You know, we started this partnership together and uh, with Smirnoff. So I, I tip my hat uh, to Vernon as well. I, I want to get into that because as a former captain of a couple of teams, I used to call tails all the time. And that's going to be really good for people if they do. But one kind of serious one, you're such a hit with with the show Blackish. When you get known for something like that, do you as an actor, because it, nothing lasts forever, do you like to embrace that narrative of what people think, or are you looking to change it and say, you know what, I do other things as well? Uh, you know, I, one, I embrace that narrative, but I also, you know, like to switch it up. Uh, and show everybody that I have ranged like a rover. Uh, that that that's what I do. You know, just just to show them the other side of it. You know, from comic, uh, from being comical to being dramatic, uh, to hosting game shows and travel shows and and food shows in the food space. Also hosting a golf show. Uh, just to let everybody know that you know, uh, it's all about you know diversifying uh, uh, my my portfolio, so to speak, in in terms of everything that I do. And, and all the things that, that you've seen me do are things that I love and, and things that are a part of my life. Uh, so that there's nothing like, you know, living and um, working uh, uh, with your passion. Is there anything you haven't gotten to do yet that you still want to? Yeah, play football for the Dallas Cowboys. They, <laughs> they could use me right now, soft or not. Well, listen, <laughs> at, at this point, all you can really do is maybe be the celebrity guest uh, captain and call a coin flip. So why don't you tell us some of the things you got going on with Smirnoff right now? Uh, well, like I say, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're starting off with Smirnoff from the kickoff of the first season to the Super Bowl. And uh, we do game days. That, that That's what it's about. And and we're doing something special because at the coin toss at the beginning of the season, if it lands on tails, you know, uh, fans out there could log in and they could win Smirnoff drinks uh, for the entire NFL season. You know, there's nothing like football and Smirnoff cocktails. You got a 50-50 go. shot right out of the gate to, to register. Yeah, and if it comes up tails, man, you're in. That's a, that's a very cool thing. Yeah, a senior. Now tell me this. Why did you always call tails during the coin toss? I, I wish I knew because when I when I gamble and I gamble a lot, every now and then I'll go by the roulette table and I'll always put I'll, I'll just play. I won't play numbers. I'll just put it on red. And I don't know why I'll put it on red, but I've just for some reason, I've always called tails. I always saw tails never fails, blah, blah. I, I wish I had a better story and a better reason, but I don't. And, and I have no idea what my record was in calling that. But like you say with game shows, I'm going to say I hit tails way more than I hit heads. There you go. But uh, so, uh, so uh, roulette is your, your table, right? Always bet on black. Leave that red alone, senior. Okay. Always I, bet on black. I will give that a shot. And if I lose, I will send you the bill. 
<laughs> there we go. You know what? I got I, you, baby, and I'll flip a coin for you. <laughs> there we go. Tails never fails. Tails got the great greatest marketing on the planet. Whoever is doing the marketing for Brussels sprouts apparently also did the marketing for Tails way back in the day. That's what everyone needs to root for. Anthony, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate this and all the work, and hopefully we'll get to talk to you again soon down the line. I hope so, guys. Thank you. Thank you for finally having me on your show. I've been a fan for a long time, so thanks for having me. All right, guys, we're in the heat of the summer, and you need a pair of great shades that you don't have to baby. Knockaround Sunglasses is the go-to for quality, polarized shades that won't break the bank. Plus, they just released the first set of teams of their official MLB collection, including Red Sox and Yankees. Don't be the person that's squinting into the sun or worried about getting sand on their overpriced sunglasses. Check out knockaround.com for great looking polarized shades starting at just 28 bucks and use code GOLIC for free shipping on your order. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik here on DraftKings Network. Mike Golik Jr., Mike Golik Sr. Um, and Dad, we had some big news yesterday yeah, as we, we were sitting around waiting for the game to get started. We had talked about the deal that went down for Nick Bosa and said, surely Joe Burrow can't be far behind. And apparently Joe can send us our commission on that. We spoke into <laughs> existence for him. Joe Burrow gets uh, his deal now where he becomes the next record signing quarterback in the NFL agrees to an extension worth $275 million, averaging $55 million a year, and $219 million guaranteed, now making him the highest-played quarterback in NFL history. You know, this is one of those off-seasons where we saw some big money go out to quarterbacks. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and long ago when we were wondering, is Lamar Jackson going to be that guy that – draws the line in the sand that says, I want my fully guaranteed like Deshaun Watson. So through all of these deals, quarterbacks win like they usually do, yep. but the owners also won, right? And and realize that the Deshaun Watson deal, they called wanted an outlier. Players wanted it as a precedent. It clearly is an outlier, right? That nobody, if these guys, this trio or the, this quad of young quarterbacks getting huge money. Not one of them got fully guaranteed. They got a lot of yeah. money. And listen, very different situations. We know in all of this, these right. guys weren't up with true free agency the way Deshaun was there. Right. Right. Even Lamar Jackson was dealing with a version of the tag that was going to subvert the market. So, but I still don't see it coming, right? Well, I, I, I just, I don't see quarterbacks pushing it to that point because right. why when this much guarantee, Deshaun Watson got $230 million guaranteed. Joe Burrows is $11 million. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So there's really no need to push for that fully guaranteed deal. When when the way it's going at some point, fully guaranteed money is going to be over the $230 million threshold exactly. where the contract is. We're going, to, we're going to hit $300 million contracts for quarterbacks coming down the road. There, there's no doubt about it. It's the way it's going. It's the way it's going in every position, as we'll talk about you know, with, with Nick Bosa as well and who's coming up. But I, I, it was interesting to me, the guaranteed money was $219 million and 10000 yeah, and so at, I, I was I was very curious about this. And listen, Joe Burrow, overwhelmingly deserving, right? Like a guy who has gone out and done dad what is a lot harder than I think. We talked about the draft yesterday. Oh, my God. Coming in and being a quarterback that almost single-handedly lifts your franchise from obscurity is exactly what Joe, Joe Burrow did. He came in here behind an offensive line that allowed him to get hit and sacked over 70 times in right. a season when he took them to the Super Bowl. With great wide receivers, as we know, with Lou and right. Rumo, who's really become a name that people know as the defensive coordinator, all these other things. But 
He did so much on his own. I understand at times why Bengals fans bristle when we put Patrick Mahomes in his own tier because they feel like, hey, we've got one of these guys who did what we expect a quarterback to do, go out here and vastly improve everybody here. I still don't think he's on Mahomes' tier, but he's the one right below it. He's that yeah. group of superstar players that have absolutely changed the course of this franchise's history. And oh, by the way, Cincinnati has Casey's number a little bit as, as of late. Until the postseason uh, yeah, last yeah. year. Well, that's very true. But you want to talk about the draft working perfectly in this case. 2019, Cincinnati had two wins. Yeah. So they draft Burrow in 20. They have four wins, and he gets his knee blown out. Okay, so But a little improvement. Then 10 wins and 12 wins plus a Super Bowl trip uh, of which they lost that game. But And it's not just Burrow. You know, the T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. They, sure. They've drafted and acquired talent well, which – that in and of itself makes us your eyebrow raise because it's Cincinnati. And right. I didn't have a great tra- track history of that. Um, but it's worked to perfection in the short time. They were the worst team in the league back in 2019. Yeah, we talked about with yesterday Hawk, Mike Brown, and the perception of that organization. Yeah. Joe Burrow has single-handedly changed that. He's forced them to spend money in a way that usually was not the case for them. But you mentioned that extra $10,000, $219.01 million guaranteed. I want to know what the extra $10,000 is for. We got some interesting answers uh, on Twitter. At Gojo and Golok on Twitter, you can hit us up. At Mike Golok Jr. on Twitter as well. Carmen Batali, our friend over at Fox, said an actual tiger could be up there. Um, Travis Fulton said groceries. Um, I saw somebody, uh, Caboose85, said just for a little treat. A little $10,000 treat. $10,000 treat. Someone said Botox, cigar allowance, maybe even a Grater's ice cream allowance there in Cincinnati. That would be nice. $10,000 wouldn't be nearly enough if that was the case. No. But seriously, what what is that? We saw that in like Herbert's contract. Didn't it have an odd number tagged at the end of it as well for Justin Herbert? You you wonder. Yeah. So Justin Herbert's contract was 200. And that's what people were wondering at first is, because it's always jockeying by agents yeah, to yeah, make sure, yeah. hey, what do we have here? Now, Joe Burrow was going to have it any which way here. You talked about the quarterbacks leading up to this. Jalen Hurts had signed first for $255 million. Then you would have Lamar Jackson for $260 million. Then you had Justin Herbert for $262 million overall. Joe jumps that by a pretty good amount, $13 yeah. million. But the guarantee for Herbert was $218 uh, million. 378,376. And there have been stories done in the past how sometimes they'll just throw in numbers like this for fun inside jokes, for things that they want to throw in there for fun. I'll be curious if and when we find out what the story is on the extra $10,000 for Joe. Maybe it was to pay for all the nine cent sad girl shots that are going to be going on in Cincinnati. No, no, no. No, it's for his tiny sunglasses collection. Oh, yeah. He does have a really like. He's got, remember, wow. like the sprocket sketch on SNL? He's got a lot of sprocket sunglasses. Wow, good call, Jesse. I didn't even yeah. think of that. It's yeah, definitely it's for been. that. Definitely for that. <laughs> Jesse, we had one other player that was very excited about Joe Burrow's influx of cash for tiny sunglasses as well, it seemed. Yeah, Nick Bosa got paid, baby. Uh, 49ers defensive end agreed to a historic five-year deal. It's worth up to $170 million. He's now the highest-paid non-quarterback in NFL history with $34 million per season. And Micah Parsons probably did like a backflip when he saw that number, right? Quick to jump in and offer his congratulations on that one. So uh, to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, he said, super happy for Nick Bosa, man. He really showed why he was the best player in the league last year. Gives you something to chase, not in terms of his contract, kind of, but in terms of how great he was if you study his mindset, how patient he was. So Parsons' current deal 
um, ends after 2024. I'm sure he was thrilled to see that number. I, he's saying like, yeah, not in terms of the contract, but like, I, I mean, kind of, right? He's probably like, okay, now I can cash in when oh. my contract's up. Oh, that, that's exactly what he meant, Jeff. Oh, yeah. yeah. No doubt. And it would be great just to hear. I think there was one baseball player years ago. Could you just want to hear it? A baseball player signing for big bucks. And he actually said, it was about the money. We know it's about the money. Don't sit there and try and say, oh, I want to emulate that style. Or like whatever. You want that money. And quite honestly, Micah Parsons is probably going to get that money. Now, he can, as, as Jesse mentioned, his deal's up in 24, but he can do an extension after this year, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, that he is going to be the next highest paid defensive player, right? I mean, I don't see how he wouldn't be at, at the trajectory he's at right now, what he's done in his first years. If he puts another monster year together, I picked him to be the defensive player of the year this year. He's going to get more. Yeah, and I mean, you kind of had Dallas already give up the goose publicly a little bit, yeah. talking about yeah the Zach Martin contracts, all these different things. What what they were dealing with as far as Micah Parsons and having to prepare financially for him yeah. coming up. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure where they're going to go. I mean, but Jerry Jones is going to spend a lot of money. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Jerry that. Jones is going to spend a ton of money on this dude. Micah Parsons this year also uh, a guy that is – we expect more full-time at edge. We've heard a lot about that this yeah. offseason. I'm going to find out this week. Which also kind of factors in. Yeah, I can say, Dad, you're getting ready to yeah. see him in the Giants and Cowboys game on Sunday night. But that's also another part of this is we've seen in the past people sometimes parse differently about, well, are you uh, this position? You know, I think of Jimmy Graham back in the day, the arbitration mm -hmm. he went through with the tight end wide receiver, receiver dispute there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we know the price tag for off-ball linebacker and price tag for pass rush are very different. Right. I don't think there's any disputing here just because for Micah Parsons and what he does, this is the Nick Bosa theory. You are undisputably so great at what you do. Right. The Dallas Cowboys defense is not anywhere near the heights that we're talking about. Now, Dan Quinn's a great coordinator. Trevon Diggs is great in the back end. Everyone deserves that money. But this doesn't work unless you've got that guy constantly making offensive line. You go, all right, where is he? Where's 11? How do we get to him? Well, we're there, aren't we? Don't you think we're game planning? We're game planning. Oh, like, we've been game planning. Game planning. Like, and I think their defense has a chance to be a top five defense this year with the talent they have. Uh, bringing in Stephon Gilmore as well, I think, is going to help them. And what Dan Quinn does with that defense, I think it's going to be one of the top defenses. Of early test with the Giants, we'll find out. Yes, uh, we will get a good look at that. They will get up close and personal with him. We'll get up close and personal looking ahead to week one in the NFL next here on Gojo and Golwitz. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.